What's up, guys? This is Luke Koska, Director of Visual Marketing over at AdLeaks. Today, we have an awesome show for you about launching an e-commerce brand with James Van Ellswick. Um, James is known as the affiliate um, for marketing e-commerce brands, so he's got a lot of awesome topics to go over with you guys, um, including paying influencers, researching personas, pre-sell creation, video creatives, and how to just structure everything and to get people to buy. So I hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? I have... Uh not been online much lately trying to do some things too busy trying to make some money uh but no really trying to grind away here got a lot of different things going on between education business lead gen being an affiliate but i've also been launching some e-com products that i own and i kind of wanted to go through some of the thinking that i've had and some of the difficulties that i've had and kind of what has started to work we launched a bunch of products um, I'm going to talk about one that we launched pretty recently. It's already starting to crush and kind of what we went through to be able to figure out how to do it correctly and kind of answer some of the questions that I was facing when I started to do this. Biggest thing for me ever launching an a offer is always like, how hard do I want to go? How much do I want to commit? Right? Because it's like anything, you know, when should I turn off uh, ad set or when is it going to burn or when should I scale it? Right? It's that decision-making when it comes to time, money, effort, potential, all of this, that is some of the hardest decisions, I think, but really where people can really shine if they're good at those decisions. So for me, launching a new offer, um, I go hard. I'm like, look, no self-doubt. I'm just going to grind this out and make it work because I don't want to get like halfway in and be ill-prepared and it's not working and then I quit, but I could have found gold. You know, there's always the story of people digging for gold in Cali back in the day and they quit like, you know, a few feet short of hitting the, you know, pay dirt. And I don't want to be that guy. So if I decide to go in, I'm going to go hard. Um, if I'm going to go into battle though, I definitely want to have my, my short, my swords sharpened up 100%. Um, in this case, swords being my assets. I'm not going to talk about any traffic today. I think people talk about traffic to death. I'm going to talk more about the, the creative side of thing. You know, how I get my pre-sales ready, how I get my images ready, how I get my videos ready. Um, and then also a, a little bit here of, you know, how I used, um, how I used influencers. You know, I think it's uh, something powerful here. Step one for me is going to be the, the buyer personas. Um, let me open this up for you. So the product is... Um, a massage gun massage hero is the brand name and it you probably seen it around you know it's it's an amazing device heavy in the hand feels good actually works and it's a percussion instrument you know so it basically pounds away at the muscle breaks up knots relaxes it's legit it's in gyms all over there are chiropractors that are starting to use it i i like the product personally when I started testing samples and sending it to my team to make videos and stuff, they loved it, passing it around the office, et cetera. Now, when I did my competitor analysis and I took a look at some of the other brands, they really were focusing on athletes, um, which I think is fine, but um, I thought there was more to it, right? I think that there was just a lot more uses. And I also felt since I wanted to run it on natives, I wanted to find more broad places to go with this to be able to sell more of them not just to people that are athletic because obviously a lot of people that have neck and back problems but they're not athletes so 
Step one with anything I'm going to do and go hard on is figuring out the buyer personas. And usually this starts from research that comes from, I think Amazon's a great place. Um, go into the comments and see who's using or buying the product already, you know, or benchmark it. If you like actually create something that has no relationship to any other product, go in and find a benchmark product that sells to the same type of audience and see who they are. Um, so when I dug in, uh, I really started to see that there were different um, personas, angles to be found. And we go deep, as you can see on these buyer personas. I'm not going to go through every one, but we really start to build like an avatar um, of who the people were advertising to. And we do this first because then we provide this to our copywriters, to the people that make our videos, to the people that shoot the videos and make the scripts for the videos, any like affiliate partners that are going to run it. We want everybody to be on the same page based on our research in the beginning. Um, and obviously we knew that like bodybuilders were going to be a big thing. Um, interesting thing we found that I definitely wasn't plugged into, um, was runners. Runners are really into this type of a product. And I was very surprised by this. This wasn't my natural instinct. Um, so we went through this, um, obviously sports all kind of like played out. I don't want to say played out, but obviously like things that you would automatically say, okay, this is just for athletes. But again, I wanted to go broader. So I started to realize that like people have pain, right? They have problems that they want to deal with. That's why they go for massages and do all these different types of things. So I started to break it down into where the pain was. And it's like, look, it's neck, it's back, it's feet. Right. So then I started to really take a look at like, okay, who are the groups of people that would have these problems? You know what I mean? Like who are the people, are they sitting at a desk? They're going to probably have more back problems. You know, if they're working on their feet, they're going to have more feet problems, et cetera. So I, I started to build through and build out the different personas for this um, based on the location of the body. So you got neck pain, back pain, and foot and leg pain. And a lot of this was found from research, you know, just digging in, taking a look at Amazon content or Amazon comments, then going through working with Mr. Google, having them help me find out what's going on. And then going even like deeper, going into Facebook groups or other areas that people express their opinion about their situations. So this was step one and is always step one for us, which is the buyer personas. Um, the next thing that I will go into and talk about here, um, let's go into pre-sales. I go bananas with pre-sales. Cause like I said, I go deep, I go hard, I go fast. It's on and popping immediately. Right. So I go through, take those buyer personas and I start writing pages or having the copywriters write pages that are specific to the problems, potentially specific to the sexes. And then I make sure that when I prepare everything beforehand, because I want a clean, fluid launch, I want to go hard. I don't want to like constantly be having to edit things. Um, I go through and I prepare it for the traffic sources as well. So what do I mean by that is if you take a look at these down here that end with CLN, that means I can run it on Taboola. So I, I send things first to uh, Taboola, let policy take a look at it where they're not okay with first person, for example, right? So then this up here, 
will be more first person and you see it's hosted on betterlife.news. Down here, it's also on my advertorial domain, but it's not gonna have first person. It's not gonna have, um, you know, like testimonials that don't link out correctly, the stuff that they're specific with. And then I'm gonna prepare for Facebook. Um, I don't know anymore about the Facebook. If you can redirect, you can't redirect all this. I don't really care even. I just throw it right up on the domain name so that it's Facebook ready, right? So I've got this stuff up here. This I can run all over the web outside of Facebook and Taboola and kind of Outbrain, but maybe I'll run it on other natives or whatever. Um, DSPs, et cetera, especially for remarketing. This is gonna be Facebook ready. And then down here, like I said, Taboola ready. Um, this is like the styles and stuff, but now let's take a look more at like, what do these pages even look like? Um, I'm gonna show more of the, the stuff that is based on people's back pain and stuff, right? Um, I didn't ever think I'd find relief from my muscle pain, but then I found this. It's like, you know, I didn't ever think I'd find relief. You know, I'm trying to hit emotional point, right? And then when you look at the page, boom, first thing, I've got a desk job. Like, who do you think that's appropriate to, right? It's people that are appropriate that sit at their desks. Um, and this is the result of the problem, right? So next one here, boom, only difference, headline. I'm just looking now to find a good headline. That's how I like to split test pre-sales. I really normally, um, my process is to split test landing pages on natives, find winning pages on natives, and then move over to Facebook because it's a pain in the ass to split test on Facebook. So first I split test on natives, bunch of different headlines, you know, the copy in this page, I mean, it's going to make a difference, right? Obviously. But the biggest difference I'm going to see as far as performance is almost always going to be in this headline and then eventually in the image. Um, and also Ryan Scabelli, very high shout out to Ryan Scabelli, super smart guy in natives. And we had talked about this at one of my events in Tabula a while ago. And um, he was the one that basically put me onto this. It was just like split test the hell out of this first before you start working on everything else. Um, again, different headline, my aching muscles were driving me crazy. Here's what I tried to fix them. You see how there's always like some type of emotional thing, like driving me crazy. Like people can, can feel for this. You know, I want to make some type of emotional connection. This is prospecting. This is top of funnel. They're not even aware of their problem yet. Right. This is like my first stage of awareness. This isn't obviously remarketing. We'll talk about stages of awareness. Um, Another one here, I found a pill-free way to relieve my muscle pain, so thrilled. Pill-free, I think, is really strong, especially this day and age with the fear of becoming addicted, like so many people in America that have got addicted to pain medication. So it's like a, just a better way to solve a problem besides taking a medication, which I think a lot of people are starting to backlash against. Um, here's a different one, a little bit of a different style. You know, read this if you want to finally get rid of your back pain for good. You know, just again, amazing new gun is destroying back pain for good. It's like a different thing, right? So now it's more focused on the product and this new discovery. It's like more curiosity based than it is connecting to the user and their personal situation, right? So it's like a different, um, I don't know, it's like a different overarching strategy um, that we went for here. I'm not lazy, I'm in pain. New invention is getting rid of back pain without prescription medication. Same thing we're playing on here. Um, 
here I thought I'd never be able to work out again with my crippling muscle pain, but here's how I solved it without meds, you know? So this is obviously going into more of the athletic side. Uh, my crippling muscle pains are ruining my life, but here's how I fix them without meds. Again, you see the same theme. Uh, let's see one more here. And also obviously these are on the Facebook domain, right? Blog.massagehero. I didn't think I'd ever find release my muscle pain, but then I found this kind of the same thing again. So bunch of different pages, um, split test a bunch of headlines. Like this isn't going to make me money day one. We'll kind of talk about that. I expect to lose money running on cold traffic or prospecting right now. So it's not about even making money with this right now, as it is getting rid of the crap and the stuff that's failing and start finding what's working and then like honing in on this, right? I'm looking at it long-term. I'm not playing checkers, I'm playing chess. I wanna go long-term, make sure this thing works. Um, let's see. So this is my pre-sale prep. Let's talk now about a little bit of the content, right? So influencers. Um, this is actually a little bit wrong. I, I think we didn't spend 15K, I think we spent 20K. Anyway, five influencers with around 400K followers each, like 300 to 500K, um, probably vetted like 20. Um, and basically what we paid them for um, is a few different things. So we got them to make content, which I'm gonna show you, but we also get to advertise from their page. Increased conversion rate, I think it helps make the ad accounts a little more stable. Um, and we gave a deal to them where we do a rev share on what they post. And also, um, we break them off from the ad account. So like they get a percentage on top of sales we make from the ad account running from their page. I'm going to run traffic from a bunch of different pages always, right? Like, I think this is a huge way to win. I think a lot of people fail on this, but you should be running different pages, right? So you might have one page that's more focused on review. One page, for example, that's an influencer, one page that's another influencer, but you're gonna be hitting the same users or the same viewers, like let's say on Facebook, and they're gonna to start to see like a buzz, like they're seeing it all over. This has a lot of power. Um, I'll show you like a little bit of what their content looks like when we get it. This is like pre-cut up. So, um, you know, we always start like basic unboxing, you know, like, Nothing special, but this is like the first level of things. People like this. Sore. All the time, literally all the time. So this is a concept for me. It's you know, just basic. We pretty much give them small guidelines and ask them to create the content because frankly, like they know what their audience likes and they know more about me than making content when it comes like this. The one thing we did push on a lot though is the um, actually showing the vibration on the muscle. This proved early to be very like high converting or very high interesting to people because like unique yeah right there people like that you know um let's see so uh, that was some of our influencer content we also have girls etc their content works great um Although obviously there's other factors than just what they're doing. Those are raw cutups. My team builds it into things. I'll show you a little bit of, of, of what we build out. Um, yeah, stages of awareness, I think is an important thing. And I'm calling this my stages of awareness. 
because it's probably not proper. Um, but the, here's the way that I look at it. And I think there's real value to people um, just starting to pay attention to the stages of awareness, right? Especially when you start talking about advertising something full funnel. I think that for most people that own a brand, they get it. Most people that do high level remarketing, they get it. For those of us that came from the affiliate space that are like completely prospecting heavy, like, you know, we're just going to get paid on that first click, not on the last click. It's not quite the same thing um, because we almost need to do the stages of awareness all together in one push before to get to the conversion, right? Whereas if you're doing it more long-term with remarketing and stuff, you have different chances to introduce your product, et cetera, et cetera. My stages of awareness is step one, they don't even know they have a problem, right? Like they're not even like aware yet, or I need to agitate to them that they have a problem, right? Like I need to make them aware of it. Like maybe they know they have back problem. They have like an aching back. But there's a lot of things that we just live with and deal with and don't really pay attention to till it's really, really bad. So an example on this is making them aware of their back problem and how much a problem it is, or maybe they're taking a lot of medication to stop it and, and like bringing it up to them. So they're like, boom, okay, I have an issue. Um, the next step would be where they know they have a problem, but they don't know the solution. So if they're aware, they have a back problem, they don't know what to do about it. The next step for me is, they know there's a solution to their back problem or whatever it may be, but they don't know about my product, you know, and this is really like the turning point where I want to introduce my product. And even if you look at like a pre-sale page, I'm going to be walking through these steps. But if we look at video content, it's going to be very often the same steps and I'm going to have to introduce them to my product and let them know, Hey, I'm here. This is what I fix, et cetera, et cetera. Once they know about my product, and they still haven't bought, well, there's a reason, right? So it's just like selling stuff on the phone. There's objections and rebuttals. I want to get out the objections. You know, I want to ask the questions and understand why they're not buying the product. You know, do they not trust me? Do they not have enough money? Which is honestly, it's not an objection as much as it is just like a statement of fact. There's nothing you can do if someone can't afford something. But usually it's an objection. And majority of the time on the phone, and I think the same, um, marketing online, it's a level of trust. Um, so it's like, how do you create more trust? Boom, testimonials, you know, explanation of the product. If people don't understand something, very often they don't wanna buy it. They feel like, okay, well, I don't understand this, maybe I'm being taken advantage of. So I wanna start to give information to rebut their concerns. The way that I find the concerns is two ways. One is digging through the comments on the Facebook page and seeing what people say about it, super helpful. Uh, second thing is surveys. Not enough people survey their audience. Like as soon as people start buying, I'm pounding them with questions. Why did you buy? Why did it take so long? You know, like what's going on? You know, abandoned carts, send out an email. Do you hate me? Great subject line, do you hate me? And ask why they didn't buy the product. And people will respond and tell you why they didn't buy the product. And you're gonna find things that you can now address beforehand so they're like into it and the next people down the pike will buy the product. Because probably what's happening is you're not explaining well um, how your product works or you're, you're missing a feature that people were looking for and you didn't give a chance to uh, explain it to them. And lastly, almost bought and just need a tap, pushing someone over the edge. They were there, 
They probably even added it to the cart. They were warm, 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 hot, hot, hot traffic, and you just didn't close the deal. Um, this is just a matter of repetitiveness now, tapping them with different things. You know, the step before, if they don't want to buy or they didn't buy, I want to show them things to create trust or features. But if they already had it into the cart and they were all the way at the end, I always feel like it was just they didn't make that final push. Like they checked it out, they added it to the cart, they just need another tap, they need a reminder, they need like one more thing to be like, oh yeah, I want that. Um, I'm gonna show a little bit now, a few examples. I don't wanna go too deep because I don't have like a ton of time. Um, a few examples of some content, you know, some video content that, you know, we use um, for different things. So. You know, for example, right here, this is going to be like just a description video, always with the subtitles and it's introducing the product, right? Like if they don't know the product. Sports and functional therapists agree yeah. that percussive massage is the key to long lasting relief from aching muscles. Now with Massage Hero, you can free yourself from muscle pain anytime you want and enjoy increased range of motion, improved movement. It's simple. Simple. It's explaining it to them, you know, basic unboxing, you know, or, or how it even works, like instructions. They feel like they can trust it. It's boring to watch some of these videos, but what can I do? Um, my team creates a ton of content. This is probably one third of the videos. And we have more on the way. Like there's crazy, there's cartoons, there's like a zillion different variations of content that we've chopped up a million different ways. I mean, some of it's just like ridiculous. You know, like you don't know what's going to work. So again, if you're gonna throw shit against the wall, use a bulldozer, you know, let's give it lots of chances to work. Um, here's a little bit more emotional lifestyle activity, kind of like a more of a, a motivational video feel because you don't know what is gonna hit your audience. You know, I always talk about sharpening your sword and stuff like this, but for me, this is really the edge is the amount of creativity that I can put out. Not even my creativity, my team's creativity, um, because they're the ones that are going to figure out a way to capture the attention and excite someone about the product. Facebook's gonna get in front of the right people. Like who even thinks about the traffic side anymore, right? Like, yeah, it matters, but traffic doesn't matter that much if you have a fire angle or fire creatives. And then like, I call stuff like this wild cards. This is definitely like late in the game when they need to tap. You know, they forgot about my product. They add to cart, they were warm, but now I just do weird stuff.
like you see, I keep the same font, I keep the same uh, color scheme and stuff like this. So I believe it still subconsciously connects to the, um, you know, to the user that checked things out. But it's a totally another thing off the wall. Is it going to work? Probably not, you know, but I throw it in there. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't matter to me because I can't figure out anymore what will and what will not work. It's just no one can. You have zero idea. Um, that's a little bit about my video content. And let's talk about like how now I'm going to, um, you know, what's my method for testing all of the content and what do I expect, et cetera. Look, I plan on losing negative 60% ROI when I start prospecting. This product didn't do that. This product was break even, even make some money on the front end, which is just super rare. But again, I have so much content and everything else. I think that's one thing that helped a lot. Um, but normally I plan on round one, losing 60% ROI on prospecting. Like it just, it is what it is. So much money is going to be, I don't want to say wasted, but so much money is going to be attributed to finding things out that it's a necessary evil that a bunch of money is going to go to those places. I've gotten used to this type of methodology because of native ads. Like we spend a lot of money to find things out um, with the hope that since we're digging in long-term that this money is going to come back many, many fold. You know, you can't build something monster without losing something usually in the beginning. Like, yeah, you can probably run something profitable from day one with very, very low budget if you want to, but to build something huge, uh, you got to lay like a pretty good foundation, gather a lot of data so you can make good long-term decisions. Once again, it's chess, not checkers. I'm not trying to ever play for short money. It's always about the long money. But to protect myself from this, I set up the remarketing day one to try to recoup losses on, on buying data. Um, put the budget at five bucks, set them up. It should be ready, ready, ready while the audience is building. Um, I do obviously video view remarketing, um, you know, the percentage that people watch as well as all the steps of the funnel. I just get that ready. Um, I don't want to talk about traffic. I didn't want to talk about traffic, but you know, all the different steps that they can interact on my page. Um, and I break it down by days. I like to break my remarketing into pretty small amounts of days and locations so that once I find the winning formula, it's not going to burn out, right? Because people are only staying in that bucket for a short period of time. Once I kind of go through this and I gather data back on some of the stuff that I showed you, I go into stage two where I say I'm smarter. Um, now I, I have bought some data. I got some stuff back. I'm finding out the objections and stuff. Now I'm going to deal with it in my copy and my ads. So I spent some time to create comments on Facebook pages, or I spent some time to create people that buy so I could survey them. I'm going to get that feedback from them back. And I'm going to now answer um, these objections in my creative moving forward, hopefully to negate some of the things that were killing deals and, and help more deals flow in. I'm going to really focus now on what fails first. I'm not even going to say like, oh, this is a winner because usually at this point I don't have enough data, especially when you're testing so many different things at the same time, you will normally gather enough data to say this failed, but you will not gather enough data to be like, yo, this is a winner. Like, yeah, some things will take off, but it needs a little bit of time for me to say something's a winner because I don't, when I say something's a winner, I want to dump cash on it. I don't want to dump cash on something that has like, 
yeah, it has a couple of conversions, but you know, it's like just a false hope. So I really now am in elimination period, you know, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get rid of the bad and spend more money on what's working, start to verify what, what I think is happening. And then I'm going to, you know, learn and go on to the next stage, you know? So now it's going to go to the next step, next step, not going to work on today. Probably will not even share the next step. Um, that's, that's all I got to give right now. It's, it's already making money, which is exciting. It's already making money for us. It's already making some uh, money for some of our affiliates, which is like an early win. Um, don't expect that all the time. It's not going to happen all the time. But if you decide to do something, dig in and make it work. You know, it, it's not going to make itself work. It's not that easy anymore. It's not Facebook five years ago. You know, it's Facebook now. It's natives now. You're competing against listicles, smart advertisers, increasing advertising costs. If you want to make something work, go hard. You're competing against me. You know, if I'm showing you all of this video content and that's 30% of my content and I'm fighting for impressions and you're fighting for impressions, go in, get your sword sharp and let's go to battle. Have a good day. Make a bunch of money in Q4.